How hard did you push it? Till I black out? Yes. Numerous times, yes. This is your boy, Big C. We got Ashton in the building. What's happening, sir? Uh, hello, governor. Like, seriously, I'm going to start calling like, the, 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 the governor. I like my accents lately. Apparently. I'm trying them out. Yeah. It's almost like we're recording this on the same night. Or are we? I mean, who, who's, or are we? Who's who knows? Who, who's who's to, say? to say? No, no uh, one ever knows. No one knows. No one ever knows. Um, didn't punch Brandon since the last time we've, we've done the podcast. So that's a positive. Sick. That's yeah. positive. That's yeah. a good I'm, thing. I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't need to be giving our best friends black eyes. Like that's not, no. that's not a good look. No, no, not at all. You I need him for the cookout luck. next year. Yeah. We can't, we can't be doing that. Well, actually then maybe I, I should punch Brandon. He can punch me back, but like, yeah. Also, maybe I, I'll draft him. Who knows? You know what? See, this is this is what this is. I see how you're going. I see we got to break up him and Juan. That's the big thing. They need to be on a separate team. They're gonna start texting us. But no, maybe 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 separate separate those two. But speaking of uh, a positive though, uh, Envision Golf continues to be uh, a wonderful title sponsor for us. And uh, Chris, you you had you had your league night wrapped up there recently, right? Yeah, so we just wrapped up the summer league out at Envision Golf. We just started fall league, so we're three. We're going into the third week of fall league. Uh, if anybody is in Portland, Greater Pacific Northwest, check out Envision. If you are in the area, you should definitely check out leagues out there. It's very affordable. I I think it's an eight week long thing. It's um, you know right around. 350 400 all i think it's right around 350 bucks to play all all eight weeks and they they do it pretty much after the eight weeks end they start another league the week after um you know winner gets a free membership at at envision golf which is really cool um you know and there's prizes every week there's a there's a buy-in five dollar pot to the winning team so everybody that plays in the league uh whoever wins that week gets the buy-in pot as well and then usually people stick around and start playing some cash games afterwards so it's a really fun place to hang out it's a great place to get away um, and enjoy yourself on a weekday have a couple drinks watch some football have some food it's it's a wonderful atmosphere so check out envision golf Tell them the municipals sent you. They'll give you a free hour, um, or I'm sorry, a free round on us. Hell yeah. Or if you're like me and not someone who cares too much about football, uh, you can watch your uh, Pacific Northwest Seattle Mariners continue to buck their head. Uh, 1-1 right now. And this is going to be outdated, but y'all will know what happens. But right now, uh, it's 1-1 in the series with the Astros. What happened to your boys last game? Well, we won the last game, Chris. Thank well, you for that. Let's uh, talk about the first game. I did one. I, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Right now, for those of you listening, again, we're going to give away when we're recording this, but Braves, Phillies, one uh, one. But we're fine. You can watch some playoff baseball, watch co- uh, college football, football, whatever your thing. Uh, don't watch the NFL. The NFL sucks. But that's just my. That's just my own take. That's but our take. That, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. We're we're out on the NFL. Uh, but wow. Okay. 
we've done a lot of these and I cannot believe we have never discussed Baylands uh, until this last week. I have not played Baylands. Uh, first of all, big shout out to a uh, friend of the pod, Nick Williams. Nick um, was adamant. Like when, when I saw him last, was adamant that I need to come experience this place. This is where he plays most of his golf. Uh, he made the tea time. He had me and producer Jack out and uh, I thought Baylands kicked ass. I, I have some potentially like, I think kind of, I don't know if they're hot takes. They feel potentially hot takey, but I guess to dive into one of the reasons why I feel so, I, it, it's really hard because we talk about how like, how you play at a course can dictate how you feel, right? I think there's a lot of other factors as well. And it was $50 for us to play. It was a absolutely gorgeous day. Like I wore shorts and it was very comfortable. The wind kind of, the wind blew, but it wasn't anything crazy. So it was scorable. Um, again, beautiful day in the Bay Area. Uh, we played in under four hours. So like, I understand that like, you know, I've heard Baylands could be quite expensive on the weekends and if it's a five hour round and like, I can see there's reasons why you could kind of get a little, a little upset. But as for us, we played in under four hours, 50 bucks beautiful weather and i'm still thinking about this course especially the greens like i'm just i was captivated by the place and um yeah i'm excited to dive in because it's i think you know nick told me that you know it was, it was palo alto muni before was redone open in 2018 and um yeah kind of didn't know what to expect going in but the place really kind of took my breath away frankly yeah it's night and day from palo alto muni to what baylands is now um, I give massive respect to Forrest Richardson, uh, who did the redesign of Bayland. I wouldn't even consider it a redesign. I would consider it an entire blow up and redo. I mean, it, it's an entirely new golf course. I mean, he, he even, they never opened it, which weirds me out. But if you go hit on the driving range, they have these holes, like these practice holes on the left-hand side of the driving range. They've never opened them. I've never seen anybody use them. I've never even seen coaches like teaching people out there. It's just they've never opened them. And I think even producer Jack has asked him one time, like, do you have a rate where I can rent it out to like go out there and utilize it? And they don't. So I, I don't know what they're utilizing those for or what their plans are. But, you know, since it opened in 2019 after the redesign, or 2018, um, it they've never opened those holes, which weirded me out. But um, Forrest Richardson, big big name to keep an eye on out there, guys, uh, in the redesign and design of golf courses. Um, kind of a little bit behind Forrest Richardson, um, there was. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Arthur Jack Snyder. He was a golf course superintendent for 40, 30 to 40 years. Um, and he was the uh, ground superintendent for Oakmont Golf Country Club. So, I mean, that's where Forrest Richardson kind of sharpened his teeth when it came into uh golf course ergonomical design and running and operating golf courses. So he then moved out to Arizona, started doing redesigns out there um, and also has an office in Southern California. So he's worked on the redesigns. Uh, if you're in the Bay area, 
He did the redesign in 2011 of Berkeley Country Club. Uh, he did Oliveris Links down in Ventura, California, which we've heard from a bunch of friends from the pod that Oliveris yeah, Links Zach, is really five. good. Olivas, I think. Olivas. You're adding uh, like Oliveris. He was the guy who's on the Braves for five minutes who I think like before he ever played for us, uh, Hector Oliveris. Yeah, he's Braves traded for him, uh, domestic violence, and uh, never played for us. So the Oliveris is not a name that I like. That has nothing to do with, with, with Olivas Slings or Forrest Richardson. But if in case you're curious about obscure Braves facts from like the mid-2015s, I gotcha. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Olivas Links. Um, but the guy, and he also did the redesign of Peacock Gap, which if anybody listening to this pod knows how much me and Ashton love Peacock Gap. So, Although, Chris, def- like, I just, just to be clear, I don't, like, I want to be careful using that term just because I think it was, again, this, we never know the right terminology to use. I think he sort of, like, cleaned it up, right? He, like, did help with the bunkering. Like, he did not, like, it's, it did not get a full restoration. It didn't, like... It was more I of a facelift than a restoration. A, fa- a facelift, yeah. Yes. Because I think, honestly, I would love for Forrest to go back out there one more time. That place is... Part of the charm is the scruff, but, like, man, if we could, like, Baylands-ish Peacock Gap, that would be sick. Because Baylands feels very like it's both like rustic and refined if that makes sense like it feels very wild but in a way that's like controlled but not in a way where it's like this is fake like this is mounding um it feels very discovered like it feels like you're playing golf on mars on the moon but kind of a cool way um and usually that means like tierra hata where it's like force carries and shit that's not this you can run the ball um past palum grass which actually isn't the best choice because it kind of nick was telling me it kind of like sticks on your approach shot so it doesn't quite run the way you want it to um but yeah no like again i'm getting off off track but like yeah i just wanted to say peacock wasn't like a full-blown restoration obviously yeah kind of on baylands it's i mean if anybody has been able to play you know, kind of a mixture of Karika Park and Rustic Canyon kind of mixed in with kind of Soul Parky That is exactly what I said. I said that this place is a combination of Rustic Canyon and Karika Park. Yeah, yeah. And then, but I would even put some like Soul Parky kind of greens in there and because yeah. they're not big like Rustic, you know, greens. No. They're not big like... Not as known. Um, like it's yeah. not as tight around the greens. Exactly. But they, they have the undulation, they have the different shapes. Every hole feels very unique and they, they've got great pockets where they can put multiple pins to create, you know, a variety for the people that play it on a regular basis. And, you know, I, I think those three courses, if you took the soul park greens and then combine rustic Canyon and um, Karika, I think that's kind of the baby you would, you would spit out with those. Yeah. Spit, got spit out. That's a pretty aggressive verbiage there. Yes. But, no, but it's like Nick was saying is like, he was saying that um, the greens are the defense, which makes total sense. But he was also saying that um, there are, even though they're not huge greens, there's a lot of pinnable space. And there, he, there was some that were on some kind of diabolical spots, but he pointed out specific areas 
it's like the Palo Alto City Championship where it's like, <laughs> yeah, if that pin is there and it's rolling 11, there's going to be people just like getting absolutely exposed. Especially you combine like, again, we should mention for Balin, yes, the greens are the defense, but also like it's in a very windy part of the peninsula. So if like the wind blows, I think we played blacks that are quote unquote only like 66. But man, some of those holes, like one you'll talk about, Chris, number 17, 240 yard par three into the wind. I like smashed a three wood, which like I've never, well, I know I've never really had a three wood before, but it's not what you expect to be hitting into a par three, frankly, right? It's so it reminds me of the first time that we got to play Rustic and then the second time we got to play Rustic, which was in the morning. So it, it all depends upon the time of day that you play Baylands will really change the way that you play the golf course because it's built right on the peninsula. There's no trees. It's wide open, like kind of just flat, you know, area utilizes kind of the dunes and sandy area to create the undulation, but it's, it's a pretty flat piece of land with no, no guard coming off the peninsula. So if anybody has been to Palo Alto or the South Bay, I mean, the wind kicks at, you know, if you've ever been to a concert at Shoreline Amphitheater, the wind will get you out there. And so, you know, you play first thing in the morning when it's super calm, no wind, that course, you can get it. You really can. You can go after that place. But the wind is their defense. And especially coming in on some of those holes on the back nine, you are right into the peninsula, making it very difficult with the wind coming in your face. So it, it it's great. And that's why I think it's very reminiscent of Rustic. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean, it was, it's, I don't play a lot of golf courses that captivate my imagination the way that Baylands did. And realistically, I mean, it's, for me, it's an hour. And again, on weekends, I've heard it's expensive and slow. So I'm not trying to drive by shooting. I'm just saying, like, realistically, I won't play Baylands very often. But it's a place where if I can, again, recreate the day we had, where it's under four hours, 50 bucks, like, I want to, like, keep the taste I have in my mouth because yeah, if I pay like one fifty to wait six hours and be gone from the house all day, I'd feel differently, but no, it, it's great. And also too, we should shout them out too. Like huge, like right when you pull in, like, again, it feels new in a good way. Uh, big clubhouse, big bar and grill area, um, really big chipping and putting green uh, and, you know, plenty of flat spots for you to work on those six footers you need to make but also like a real putting green where it's like, it's not just like a, a saucer. It's like, you can actually work on like putting it to the top of the ridge and letting it roll down, which again, it really replicates the greens you're going to have to put on, which usually putting greens are just flat saucers that aren't really ind indicative of anything about the course you're about to play where Bayland's putting green definitely feels very similar to what you're about to do, um, which is great. So I think from an amenities, we, we didn't eat or drink, but like it seemed that everything you could possibly want the other thing that just made me happy was um, a lot of kids, like a lot of kids, the putting green, a lot of families. Um, it definitely seems, again, very small sample size, but seemed to be an epicenter um, of that community. Um, also, there were some matches going on for a local school. So always love, you know, thank 
happy we weren't behind them. But love to kind of see a course, especially of that uh, quality, uh, welcoming out um, kids, which is always awesome to see. So, so amenities I saw were great. One thing about um, Baylands, it's owned and operated by the Parks Department of Palo Alto. And they do a really wonderful job of pairing up with the youth on course that's ran by the PGA Tour. And it's a wonderful program. If you have kids in the Bay Area and you're looking for a place to bring kids out and get them involved, Baylands is wonderful. Um, It's one place I donated a lot of my time when I was coaching in the Bay Area to youth on course to kind of help out at Baylands and coach a little bit out there. So highly recommend it uh, if you guys are looking for a great place for your kids to kind of get involved and learn the game. But Ashton, let's get yeah. into our favorite holes. So let's have you yes. start out your first favorite hole. Yeah. So I should say we started on the back nine, which I am already excited to play this place again and start on the front because number one is sort of a handshake par five. I mean, I say handshake, it was into the wind. I had a really good drive and a really good three wooders up by the green, but like, I don't really think you can lose a ball in that hole. Like the fairway is, it reminds me a lot of one interest in tree, Chris. Like it's just like wide open. Like you're just going to get it out there somewhere where I think Nick described 10, 11 and 12 is like the gauntlet kind of like, it's like a, it's like three, like really challenging holes to start off. Uh, started off double bogey, double bogey and managed to shoot 80. So like that was sick, but like was just, and then I get up on number five, which was number whatever, whatever, 10, 11, 10, 11 12, 13. And then I hit this snap hook and I was like, oh God, like, I was like, I'm going to shoot a hundred. Like I'm going to come to Baylands and just embarrass myself. But my first hole that I really loved was number five. So um, I think one thing I like a lot about Baylands is even though there's areas that are hazard at least that we played it it was pretty dry so you could technically go into the hazard nick was saying that sometimes a year when it's been raining that becomes muddy and much less playable but i sort of like how there's those options but five is one of those holes that actually has legitimate penalty area and really requires you to hit a specific specific tee shot so the other thing that i like about five so from the back tees which we played is 368 yards the thing that I think is underrated about this hole is from the tees we played, it is a completely different sight line than the other tee boxes. So it, it like there's a fair I'm looking at the the scorebook now, or the yardage book now. It's 257 to the bunker. Uh, and then it's like, I mean, it says it's 312 uh, to the edge of the shit. But that's an uncomfortable distance, right? It's like, do you, if you want to really lay it back, you're probably going to hit like 230, but then you're going to have like not a long way in, but like it's an uphill. You can't see like you're going to have like an eight or nine iron, which like which isn't super comfortable. Um, but again, the thing about the tee box and where we played it is it's kind of begging you to hit it in that bunker. And then the hole becomes, I don't know, much, much harder from there. But from one up or even two up, the hole looks much more wide open. But um, where Baylands feels, there's a lot of mounding, but it feels relatively flat. Five is one of the only holes where like the green is like very elevated. Um, 
and again, it was windy. So like I had a great three wood down there. Shout out to you, Chris. Every time I had a good three wood, I say shout out to you. Um, and I kind of, I was like, is it a one club or a two club wind? And Nick said one club, I thought two club and I hit it over the green, but it's just the whole, like the thing I like about Baylands is there's not a lot of places you simply cannot hit it, but five really commands you to hit a really precise tee shot. Um, and then a really precise second shot. And for a hole that's only 368 yards from the back, 304 yards from one up, that's just good architecture. And that, that three, that, that bunker on the right side is so in your head. Um, it just makes you feel really, really uncomfortable. So I really loved five. Five is wonderful. Three, since we're on the front, I'll go to my favorite on the front. And that was definitely three. So when you stand at the tee box on three, all you see is a grouping of bunkers. And it doesn't look like there's a lot of room that you can kind of, you know, avoid these guys because they pretty much get in your way from 220 yards all the way up to 290. So you, you doesn't matter where you're playing from, they're going to be in play. You have room on the right. If you can carry the bunker short left, um, you can carry that guy about 220. There's kind of a downhill slope that'll shoot your ball out, and you'll kind of miss the, the long third bunker on the right-hand side. Or you can play play it to where it's you know more of a three-shot three hole where you can play a little short right, get it out to about 250, 240, and then play another shot in, you know, into the fairway and then have, you know, about 90 to 115 in. So it really gives you a different variety of how you want to attack the hole. I really appreciate that because it really gets you to think when you're coming off the tee here. And then the green is just a really fun fun green so this green actually shares with another hole um and it kind of extends on the back end you probably aren't going to utilize or end up over there the play is kind of just playing it short of the hole um there's a little bit of a ravine short right that'll kind of kick your ball off right into the the fescue but there's a little mound that you can play off that'll kick your ball back into the green on the right hand side it's just a really fun hole that allows multiple varieties ways to attack it ways to approach the green that creates a variety that anybody of any ability can play and i think that's all you can ask for of the golf hole yeah and, and even though there is strategy on that i mean a good example though is because of the mounding it still comes down to chance. Like I hit, I cut it a little bit more than I meant to, but it got kind of running along the ridge. It went up over the hill, past the last bunker, and I hit eight iron in. And the hole is, from the tees we were playing, the hole's 524 yards. I hit an eight iron in and had like a 12 foot look at eagle. But it's just, again, I'm not, I didn't mean to do that, right? It got running with the wind, running with the ridge. And I'm kind of like looking in one bunker and it's not there and looking at the other one and it's not there. And then looking over the edge and it's not there and looking at the other bunker. And then it's like, Oh, it's all the way over the ridge. Right. Um, but that's fun. I think that's fun where it's like, again, we talk about ball on the ground um, and it's fun that happens in the fairway a lot out here. So I also really like number three. 
Um, just so we go sequential, Chris, I think you have the next one actually on the scorecard of number 11. So you want to talk about 11? Yeah, so 11, another really fun hole. Um, so 11, everybody knows me. I love a par four that's that's gettable. This isn't a short par four. I wouldn't consider it gettable off the tee. Um, it does play 411 from the tips, 394, kind of where I would play it from. What I do love is they've got this great tree on the left-hand side that just gets you thinking. It's really not in play. Um, I mean, you'd have to hit it pretty far left because this fairway is probably the widest fairway on the course. Um, oh, wait, I, I got to interject. So the funny thing is we played there. I hit it underneath the tree and it was in play. Nick hit it underneath the tree. And then Jack, I think, hit the tree to the pro shot. So all three of us ended up in the same spot. But the reason why that tree is genius is because of the short tree on the right side. Because same thing from the back tees, there is a tree that is like, without the tree, that's like probably 50 or 60 yards off the tee the hole would be wide open. But that that tree that's like six yards off the tee, it's basically being like, no, you should go left. But then if you go left, the tree you mentioned is in play. And you walk, the second you walk past that tree, the first one you go, oh my God, there's so much room to the right. But that's great architecture, right? So one tree feeding off of another, and then the hole feels way tighter. And it's like a, a hundred yard wide fairway, but it feels tight when it's actually not. That's yeah. good shit. And I think because you are a fader of the golf ball, especially with your driver, and I assume your buddy um, that you guys played with, and I know Jack is a drawer of the golf ball, and Jack's right-handed, so all of your balls are going to play towards that tree, where this kind of hole plays much better for a player like myself who's going to hit a fade off that tee as long as it's I money for it. you. You just have you such a little patented cut and it's no yep. you don't even think about it. I don't even think about it. So you know it's it's one of those things where I think the green is probably the most intriguing part of this hole because the approach shot is not easy. It has a bunker, you know, front right and it's got another small bunker front left. It has a slope that comes down into the green. So really, depending upon where the um, the flag is positioned that day, I mean, if it's close to the ravine on the left-hand side, you can kind of play it off that ravine and have it funnel down towards the hole. But if it's tucked back left or if it's tucked you know, all the way in the back right, it really creates a challenging you know, part of this hole, they could even tuck it short towards that front right bunker and it makes it extremely difficult green. So it, it's gettable depending upon the, where they're positioning the pin that day, but it's also very challenging depending upon, you know, how they're trying to fuck with people with pin position. Yeah. And the other thing I like about 11 as well, like a lot of holes out here is it's not big, but, you know, if you're someone who doesn't hit it very long, there is a lot of places out here where you can run it up. So I do like that there's that little neck where if you have a little bit of a longer club in and you're on the right side, you can actually kind of, you know, if you want to kind of hit a, a hybrid that kind of runs up there, you can play it through that neck. 
um, which again, just love it when it's not always like you have to hit it up in the air and you can actually try to hit a different shot. No, absolutely. And then, so what was your last hole or your second hole that you really yeah. loved? Oh man. Uh, number 14, um, which I was trying to remember when we were there because yeah, I've not played Pacific Dunes, but I believe Nick said it's number 10 at Pacific Dunes. It has two greens. This hole also has two greens. So um, the way we played it, um, it was, uh, so it's a 392 yard par four. There's a green on, there's kind of a, a ridge. It's a very kind of slopey hole. Uh, but it's a slight dog leg to the left. Um, there's kind of mounding up by the greens, plural. Um, and the right one is sort of a punch bowl. Uh, and then the left one um, is just a, a really great green too. And the one, the green we played on the left, um, there's hazard. Again, you can play out of it. Um, but like, it's it's really kind of asking you to get you definitely get like it looks even probably scarier on the yardage book um but it's definitely like a small green uh and it just kind of makes you feel really uncomfortable where the green on the right is probably a lot more inviting than the one that we played uh but i kind of love that i mean again it's more of a thrill because selfishly i've never played ever in my life all with two greens um i didn't even realize it until nick pointed it out and so green on the right it has way more undulation green on the left bowl. has a it's a punch bowl yeah. and green on the left is a very challenging approach so it, yes. it really completely changes the way that you play the hole depending yeah. upon the green and i love that yeah well the other thing that's great too is the way the the mounding works is you can you, know, you got to get it on the right line of trajectory but you can feed it off the side of the ridge to whatever side the hole is granted if you try to you know, if you try to feed it one way and it goes the other, you're going to have, you could make a really big number. Uh, but again, you'll have to play target golf. You can kind of run it up there, have it feed off the ridge and go down by the hole. So 14 was just a thrill. I, again, I, I did not realize this was going to be two greens until I got up there. And, you know, I'm sort of joking when I say this, but I was like, well, shit, I want to go back to the team and play it the other way. Right. Cause like, I, I, I like knowing that totally changes the feel. And I love that there's that many options. Options are what makes a great hole. And I think anything that you're going to guess every shot and create different opportunities every time you play it makes you want to come back. And that's what makes people want to make that course their home course. And I think Baylands does that in spades when it comes to what they have to offer. And I think one hole that really intrigues me is number 17. So as you were kind of talking about earlier in the episode, 17 is is a beast of a par three. So from the tips, you're playing 231. From where I would play, it would be right about 200. The thing you need to know about this is it's facing towards the peninsula. So on days where the wind is really coming at you, it makes this whole play another 20 or 30 yards further. It's really, really tough, especially if you're playing from the tips because if the wind's kicking at you, you're probably going to hit a three wood into this into this guy. And, and that's what Ashton actually did when he went out there and played. And 
the one thing I love about this hole is the mounding around the green. So it all funnels kind of into this center bowl. But then there's this little like second bowl in the backhand side. It's like this little Which is where out. the flag was for us. Like psycho. Like Which psycho hard. Yeah. And so it's like a little ravine that separates the two bowls. And there's kind of like a little mini bowl and then a bigger bowl on the bottom side. And it's just a really and if you hit it left or right and you miss the green it's all going to kind of funnel into the green as well which i think is just if you're going to put somebody that far out and challenge them that much on a par three give them some sort of relief for forgiveness if they're going to miss the green let it kick towards it at least don't mound it to where they're going to be ejected 30 yards left or right it's just not a proper way of designing it but this this hole is really well designed par three it's probably one of my favorite par threes in the bay area altogether yeah and the other thing too that i, I feel like i've talked to because you know as we talk to people who know we have a podcast what i found is people tend to dislike holes mainly because they're hard and like i don't think this is unfair but like you know, it's kind of like the classic thing. of If you think of this as a par four, like this is basically number eight at Karika, essentially, which that's a par four. This is a par three. But I'll tell you, though, I hit a three wood basically whole high, putted it down and made a six footer. And that three felt amazing. Right. So it's like a whole like really I hit, I hit a great three wood and I was rewarded. So I think there's something to that. Um, and we'll say we're not going to talk about number what is it number eight but like there are some monster par threes out here like there's some short ones what i'm going to talk about but there are some absolute monster par threes but yeah for me it's 15 uh actually a pretty short par three from the tees we were playing 143 from your tees 118 from the white tees only 96 yards um but it's all about your approach in so for example our there's a kind of a big ridge that feeds down the pin was down there on the bottom left. And I, because the wind, again, Baylands in the wind, I couldn't decide, do I club up? Do I club down? Did not want to be short kind of in the front bunker. Uh, so I clubbed up, hit it on the wrong ridge and had like a really scary putt and then three putted, right? So, but a really kind of great green with a lot of different options. Um, the one, honestly, if you hit it in the right spot, like it was a hole in one pin, I just hit it on the wrong tier, right? Nick hit it in the front bunker. Jack hit it on the right side of the ridge. None of us caught it in the right area. and We all had extremely different looks in. Um, so really am love I, that hole. Am I wrong? Is this the hole that also connects to three green? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Exactly. Which is also and, fun because you're uh, you're waiting to putt and you're watching people hit into a par five, which is just captivating. It's really it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I would love to see more courses do those shared greens because I'll bet you for maintenance purposes it probably makes it easy for them to just do them both at the same time knock them both out yeah it was like it was a channel glenn we played chris that has the shared greens is that right number like one shares a green with number four i think it is a channel i think so i think yeah. so and also um uh los lagos in san jose They've got a couple, they got a shared green out there as well. I love it. I love shared yeah. greens. Big fan. Also, like, I mean, it's hard because, again, I'm not trying to blow smoke up this place's ass. I just think there's a lot of great holes. 
I think 18 is one of the best finishing holes I, I've played. Uh, it's a par five, which I love ending on a par five. Um, but it is 511 yards, so technically gettable, but again, good architecture. Um, it's only like 250 to the tree on the left. So if you hit a big, for me, a banana ball, or you kind of hook one, you're not in a good spot. And then right, there's bunkers, which like, yeah, I mean, I think it's 295 to clear the bunkers, which like, okay, congratulations if you can do that. I can't hit, I mean, I hit it far. I don't hit it that far. Uh, so what I did, I just kind of hit a three wood out there. Not great, but just kind of out there and then laid up. But then when it gets to around 100 yards, there's these beautiful trees that sort of fall into like a V formation and it gets really tight. So I had a great five iron, but I didn't realize how far I hit it up there. And so like it was in the spot, but if I had hit it five yards in either direction, I might've been even blocked out. And then you have a really undulating green. So I just want to shout out, like, I really, really love the fact of the fact that one is a handshake par five. And then the fact, the fact that 18 is a interesting, like you can make birdie, but the fact that 18 is an interesting par five, like, I think that's a great way to kind of it be open and close. And we should mention Baylands is five, five, five. So five par fives, five par threes, uh, and five par fours, which... I love, it was great because every time you were like, I wonder what's next. Like it's about time for a par five. And so that, that balance felt really nice and we don't have enough of that either. Like there's not enough five, five, fives. I love that. So, well, it's got to have a couple more other ones. There's only 15 holes. <laughs> That's true. Never mind. Yeah. Well, okay. You, you keep talking, and I'm going to figure out what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It, it's pretty equal in the holes out there, though. Um, I, I'm pretty sure... I, I think you meant 666. I think I just forgot how to do math. Yeah. So how yeah. you punch your friends in the face? You, you lose brain cells. Yeah, 666. It, I don't it's, know. Yeah, it's a number of the beast. And, and, um, and it's a 373572. Which is also yeah. kind of unique. Well, and I think it's just a really amazing tournament course um, because it kind of accelerates through the holes and you kind of start on something that's kind of a handshake and then you end on something that could really change a match when you're playing match play. And I love a course like that where a round could go any way and be left up to 18 to be able to decide who it's going to eject to win a match. And I think it's a really, really good course for match play, tournament play, uh, anything like that. I think it's great. Yeah. And again, and there's a lot of holes, I think, where the distances, I think the biggest thing is you can tell that it was built recently because all of the distances are very calibrated to modern technology. It's like, God, that's right, right at my three wood. That's right where my driver becomes uncomfortable. Um, which again, I think is the bummer of like this, you know, rolling the ball back for a lot of these guys because they just fly it over everything where there's a lot of holes. It's like, God, if I had my driver 10 yards further, I could clear this, but I'm going to lay back. And, and I think that's, uh, it's really fun. Like it, it's a course that feels very appropriate for the time we're in with technology, with the ball. Um, and I think just, again, because of all the pinnable hole locations, because of running it up, because of the wind, um, I would say that probably like one of the most, probably like higher 
I, I don't know a rank, but like one of the courses I would most want to play over and over again is like, wow, like look where that pin is, look where that pin is, look where that pin is. Or like, and Nick was saying there's days he goes out there where like he gets blown off the fucking planet. And like, it's, you know, you're like, okay. And to your point, then there's days where it's calm. And yep. it, it, the fact that the, the weather and the wind and the pins can have that much effect is really great because like, I love Presidio, but like, you know, you kind of know what you're going to get. Yeah. And that's fine. But like, you kind of know what you're going to get. And out here, I think it's going to change every day. And that's awesome. Love it. Check out Baylands. If you're in the Bay Area, please stop in there. Great logo too. The, the, the bee yeah. with kind of like the wispy grass. Like it feels yep. very authentic to that place. Like great yep. logo. Great logo. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It, I would avoid weekends. Play during the week if you can. Or play early morning weekend if you're going to get out there. But outside yeah. of that, check it out. Worth worth getting out there and playing if you haven't checked out Baylands yet. Yeah. Big C, great to talk to you, man. And uh, yeah, hopefully at some point in our future we can get out there together because I think that's a place to kind of – it's a very us golf course. I was like, man, yeah. I'd love to play here at Big C. And yes, especially sir. how we've been playing, like if I play from the backs and you play one up, like it's a that's it's chef's kiss of like it'd be a perfect course for us to go play. So we'll have to make that a priority. We'll make it. We'll make it happen here soon. Awesome. Well, have a good night, and we'll talk soon. Okay. You too, buddy. Late. Okay. Peace. Um.